Hey, hey. Here's an introduction to another podcast. This is a really good one. Time flew by, which yeah. is usually a good sign. Uh-huh. I feel like we uh, we kept this one moving along. Pretty interesting podcast to listen to. Yeah. We talked a lot about um, talked about beer for a little bit. We did beer meat. Mm-hmm. Talked about Jason Voorhees for a long time. Mm-hmm. Got into some other little bit like tied in some other horror stuff. Butt hurt. Yeah, we, we talk- talked about being butt hurt. Butt hurt as relates to a lot of horror movies yeah exactly yeah it was a big it was a big like philosophical butthurt discussion (laughs) uh and then we talked about video games for a minute Mm -hmm. and then we talked about being literally butthurt for a little bit yeah just a tad there at the end yeah we didn't talk about he-man like we were supposed to but that's my fault because i do not have internet at my grandma's house so i couldn't watch he-man like I was supposed to. I promise you guys this is not going to be Old Man Logan. <laughs> we'll get to it. We will watch He-Man and get back on track with the 80s stuff. But hopefully you guys enjoy the podcast as it is anyways. Yeah. Because this is like the only time Nick and I talk. Yeah. We'll, we'll take you to Eternia very soon. Yeah. So. Uh, before that though, you should check us out all over the internet. You can start at superdivorceme.com where you can still add your email address to our mailing list and you can still get three free downloads. Yep. All right. Three full songs from our upcoming album that we haven't even officially announced yet. Right. So So you can be the first, among yep. the first. Yep. Uh, you can also find us on facebook.com slash superdivorce, Instagram at superdivorceband, Snapchat at superdivorce, and uh, especially Twitter at Superdivorce because that's linked to our Facebook and we yeah. post all the time. And yeah. Really, Facebook and uh, Twitter are big ones if you want to follow us. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to find Mr. Villars on anything, just look up at Nicholas Villars and see what there is to see. You'll find me if I'm there. Yep. Yep. And if you want to find me on the internet, you can track me down on Instagram at Bender But One word. All right, chefs, enjoy the show. We are not getting a divorce. We are not getting a divorce. What's up, chefs? Hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Super Divorce Supercast. And uh, let's see, we're going to start with Beer Me. Well, he's Nicholas and I'm Bender. I am them working. You should know that. Already. Yeah, but sorry, you know, I'm not making excuses. I dropped the ball in introducing myself. It's fine. I should do it myself too. I'm Nicholas, and I'm Bender. I also didn't say, "Hey, man." <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. Welcome to Super Divorce Supercast. I started off wrong. Forgive me. We've we're well, we're excited. We're excited because we just got back from a walk. We haven't done that in a while. No, nope. we walked over to. The local mayor stop. We we're filming a brand new video show called Super Divorce Gets Beer. <laughs> and we were filming episode number one. And we got shut down when we walked inside the mayor stop yeah. because they didn't want us filming. However, the man behind the counter, our friend, I can't remember his name. I don't ask me. I don't know. I feel like he told us at one point. Anyway, his boss does not allow pictures or video in the store so we said okay but we explained to him that we're doing this little show and we'd like to feature them 
so that on the off chance someone in this area sees us getting beer at this place, then they can go there and get it too. Yep. And they'll be inclined to do so because I feel like seeing is believing in this case. Uh-huh. We've talked about going over there and how it's very unassuming and just looks like kind of a shithole. I hope they don't listen to this because... Right. I don't think they will. No, probably not. But that's the looks are deceiving in this case. Exactly. Because it's not a shithole. No, it's a great uh, beer cave. Yeah. A magical beer kingdom. And from that beer kingdom, we uh, went with uh, Golden Road Brewing's Hollywood Blondie, Belgian-style blonde ale with passion fruit and peach. Yes. And we had some of Golden Road's beer recently. The Palisades Pineapple. Which was excellent. Which was so fucking good. So I'm so excited to try this. So it's made in LA too. Yep. Um, and this is another one with the... Uh, I like the packaging. I like the colors on this too. Mm-hmm. Very summery. Mm-hmm. A little bit of that throwback flavor. Yeah. Because it's, it's kind of like got the washed out thing yeah. going for it. You yeah. know? As far as the colors go. So uh, let's uh, crack this open. Right, I'm going to cold one with the boys. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. It's pretty good. I like that. It's Yeah. You can definitely taste the grapefruit. Yeah. I or taste the, pa- the passion fruit. Is that what it is? It must be. Grapefruit came to mind. Yeah. But I guess I've never eaten like a raw passion fruit, so I guess it tastes a lot like grapefruit. Must because it doesn't. That's not peach. No, not tasting peach there. I do taste a little peach. It's the aftertaste is peach, which is really nice. But the dominant flavor when you take your first sip is it's got that. It grabs you. Yeah, it's it's not sour, but it's not like extra sweet. It's just like a very, like, fruity acidic flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on the attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, gets you it right really, away. yeah, it really like it punches you in the gut. But it's good. Mm-hmm. Good summer beer. I could uh, drink this by, uh, by the beach, or um, for any of our Hispanic listeners, por la playa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or I could drink it by the pool, out yeah. on the back porch, on the front porch. Any porch, really. Any. On a, you could drink it on a big deck. Yeah. You could drink it if you have a big deck. <laughs> you could drink it in a hammock. Yeah. You could drink it camping, really. I mean, big summer summer camping by the lake. You don't want to drink it watch on. Watch out for Jason, though. Yeah. Maybe if you offered him a sip. Maybe he'd sit. Change down his and, tune. Yeah. Maybe that's all he needed the whole time. Probably. He just, he just wanted to party. <laughs> and he was sad that no one invited him. Yeah, so he killed them all. Anytime someone saw him, they just ran away. <laughs> he was like, alright, well, fuck it then. Yeah. I'll just kill everyone. Exactly. <laughs> hmm. They should make a Party Boy Jason movie. Party Boy Jason. Yeah. So, it'd be so funny. We should make a Party Boy Jason movie. Jason becomes a fuck boy. <laughs> Friday the 13th. <laughs> Part 12, Jason's a fuckboy. <laughs> He's just, uh, I don't know. What do fuckboys do? 
He just sends dick pics. Sends dick pics and... And he brings the beer, but no, still no one wants to party with him. Because he's just a fuck Because he's a fuck boy. <laughs> and they all tell him that. They're all just like, no, we're not partying with you. You're a fuck boy. And then he just like, he goes apeshit and kills everybody. You'd have to figure out fuck boy ways to kill people, though. Hmm. Um. I don't know. Like, there's no... It, he would do it... <laughs> In a way, there's, like, no romance in it. Yeah. Where, like, there's no chasing after a girl as she's running. It's all, like, when they're least expecting it. And he always, like, comes up from behind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just, like, that kind of that kind of thing. There's no... I feel like there could be, uh... There'd be one where... Oh. Okay. I got one. <laughs> he puts super glue on the beer bong. So he always puts it in his mouth. But he keeps pouring beer <laughs> <in>. <laughs> until he drowns. He just won't stop. You know? Yes. He's like holding him against 40s, the wall. Just 40s. Yeah. Like, yes. He's holding him against the wall with one hand and then pouring, continuing to pour beer uh-huh. in with the other, uh-huh. you know, somehow. So that's genius. Yeah. So good. That's a good one. That is a good one. I like that one. There was a. Did you ever see Sorority Row? No. There was a part in that movie where a girl's drinking a big bottle of wine and the killer, like, she's like laying down, you know, she's had a hard day or whatever. Mm-hmm. Her friends are dying and all that. She's like drinking this wine and she like tilts her head back and then the, the killer's like right behind her and he just like punches the bottle and it like mm. goes into her, into her face. It's, it's pretty awesome. That would hurt. Yeah, that would hurt. Carrie Fisher's in that movie. Is she? Mm-hmm. I think it's a remake. Mm. But, yeah, Sorority Row. I just saw a picture of her that was on Facebook earlier where it was, like, her Princess Leia slave uh, outfit. Oh, yeah. Where she was... You've probably seen where she's, like, at the beach. Oh, yeah. Sexy poses. Yes. Sexy pics. Those are good pictures. They are. <laughs> but someone put Godzilla in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and I had, like, I had, like, one of those just stereotypical man moments, you know? Because I saw the picture come up, and I was like, yeah. yeah, I've seen it a million times, but it's, it's never... It's still hot. It like, is. She's And then you're, like, in. checking her out for a minute, and then, like, ten seconds later, I was yeah. like, oh, shit, there's Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> but what a stereotypical thing to do is... is a, a testosterone-producing... Fuck boy. That's a fuck boy move, kind of. Man. It's hard because, like, I'm not a fuck boy, so. You could, you could pull a Serbian film and, like, he could he could kill somebody with his, with his ding dong. With his wiener. Yeah, with his wiener. <laughs> I feel like that happens in a Serbian film. I've never seen a Serbian film. He's I've only heard, I like I've heard. I feel like I've heard enough about it that I yeah. don't need to see it. It's just, it's a like it's a good movie. It's just, 
you have to, you know, be prepared for Steal it. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You have to go into it. Like, you have to go into it knowing that at one point he has a boner and he kills a guy with it. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But, like, it's a good movie. <laughs> I just, I wish that uh, it's, I can't remember where it's from. Fuck. It's like, it's like a weird, it's like Slovakian or some shit. Wherever, it's not actually Serbian? Ser- maybe, yeah, maybe Serbian. Yeah, probably. I don't Serbia. know. Serve from Serbia. Duh. I, I just... You know. Anyways, if I was Serbian, I feel like watching that you would get... It's one of those movies where you feel like uh, there's a lot of like commentary in mm. it and yeah. throughout it, but you don't really... like. I don't live in... Serbia, so I don't know that kind of that kind of thing. That's what it feels like, but it's a really interesting movie. Hmm. It's just a hard one to handle. I suppose killing someone with your wiener is fuckboy move. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe he uh Hmm. Uses like a. I feel like you know, fuck boys when like a girl doesn't talk to them. Mm-hmm. You know they like to. I don't. I don't. Know. I don't... Well, I'm just gonna kill you then. Yeah. You yeah. Know, exactly. Happens, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe he puts like a. He wears like a poison condom. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be a. Because bit... they already did the dagger prosthetic from yeah. uh seven yeah see that's 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 psychopath you mm-hmm. need fuck boy so poison's gone <laughs> <laughs> or he just pokes holes in it to like get her pregnant and then not support the baby but it so it ruins her life like that <laughs> and it's jason's child so. yeah so it's a nightmare child yeah yeah that could be it too I don't know, I feel like... Throwing controllers? You could throw video game controllers. Like... Yeah, he plays someone in, like, uh... Plays someone in Madden. Yeah. And loses. Loses. Because he's... Beats him with the controller. Because he's Jason, and he's literally never played a video game before. Yeah. So, he just gets really butthurt that he can't win in football. Yeah. Even though he probably doesn't even know the rules. Probably not. Maybe. I mean, he was, he a, was kid a kid at some point. Yeah. But I feel like the game. And he was old enough to be familiar with football. The game is probably much different now, from when he might have been playing Pee Wee. Uh huh. You know. <laughs> Friday the Thirteenth Part Thirteen Pee Wee Jason. <laughs> <laughs> what if they made a prequel about Jason Voorhees? That was like totally. It was like G-rated, like an inspirational sports story about what happened. In his life before he went to Crystal Lake, you know, like the, and then he goes to Crystal Lake summer camp at the very end of it. Yeah, like you don't know it's about Jason the whole time. And then the, just like the bus pulls up. Yeah, he's going to summer camp. That's all you know. But then you see the sign. That would be so incredible. <laughs> <laughs> you just hear him. They call him Jason uh-huh. throughout the movie, but you never hear his last name. Right. Because it's peewee football, so they have their first names on the back of their jerseys. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
and yeah, and he's got like a yeah, he's got uh, mental issues, or and you know he's kind of a little bit deformed, just a mm-hmm. tad, just a little bit, but like still kind of you know cute, attractive little kid, and he goes through this whole thing, scores like the winning touchdown yeah. at state. <laughs> And then the bus pulls up, and he gets on the bus, and it pulls away, and it's just like, Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that'd be the greatest origin movie of that'd all time. That'd be so awesome. <laughs> just totally, just the, the level of misdirection would be amazing. Mm-hmm. The problem is, how quickly would it get ruined, you know? Like people on Facebook. On Facebook yeah, people would ruin it immediately like you'll never believe what happens at the end of this new children's movie and then it's just like a the like the picture is just jason voice yeah you know and it would totally blow it yeah it would blow the whole thing but for the first for the initial audience yeah it would be the best thing ever i think the way to do it <clears throat> would be like maybe a maybe a netflix original movie yeah or something like that where Okay, well, you don't have to rely on people continuing to go to the theater to see this after the surprise is uh-huh. ruined, because then no one's going to go. Yep. Unless it was a really good children's sports <laughs> movie, <laughs> in which case, you know, right? Maybe, maybe. And horror enthusiasts, do you think it would be? Do you think horror fans would include it? Like, would would they call it a horror movie? No. I think it Even would though, be. It would be. Re- like recognized has there ever i don't know if there's ever been a movie that's done anything like that no where you take a character that's in one genre very firmly cemented in one genre and then you're like well here's a completely different type of movie featuring this character in a in a way that you've never imagined before right but that makes sense uh-huh. he had to have a life before he got killed by you know or was he was neglected. Neglected. Died of neglect. Yeah. Because it's true. Camp counselors were too busy getting their rocks off. Yeah. If you think about it, though, I mean, I feel like uh, the story of Jason is one of butthurt, isn't it? Yeah. He's like, very butthurt yeah. about what happened to him. Well, he's butthurt. About what happened to him, but then he's also butthurt about what happened to his mom. Yeah, but she was just butthurt about Jason. (laughs) So, like... Can you reduce all revenge down to just people being butthurt about something? I mean... I'm not saying it's never justified. Right. You know? But... But, like, I mean, Freddy was just butthurt that a bunch of parents (laughs) killed him. Because he was touching their kids. But, like, why wouldn't... That, that's... See, in that case, the parents, I think, are justified. Yeah. That goes beyond butthurt, in my opinion. <laughs> if you find out that this dude is... Diddling your kids. Yeah, over in the neighborhood. Uh-huh. It's like, okay, well, I'm not butthurt about it. I'm, I'm furious. I'm furious. Right. Yeah. I feel like butthurt is more like when you're... When people can kind of look at you and be like, they make that face. Uh-huh. Really? You know, like the, uh, the guy. <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, like, I feel like if you get killed 
by a group of angry parents because you've been fucking with their kids and probably you got caught and you should yeah, just kind of deal with it. Yeah. What about Michael Myers? I mean, he he killed his sister and then they, he had to go into an, a mental home. Well, like, what the <laughs> fuck? Butter. What else would you want us to do? Yeah. Just, well, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> that's all right. I can, like, what are you going to do if you're if you're the parents... You couldn't sleep at night uh-huh. knowing your kid in the next room already killed one of your kids, you know? What about boiling down revenge to just being butthurt? What about Kill Bill? Like, the bride is an assassin. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to be an assassin anymore, so she goes and marries a fuckboy. <laughs> and Bill's just butthurt that, he didn't, <laughs> that she didn't marry him. Yeah. So he kills everybody that she's ever known and shoots her in the face. I think that's butt hurt. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's another case where someone should have dealt with it. Yeah. You gotta handle your shit a little bit right. as an adult, you know. <laughs> instead of just being, instead of o- overreacting. John Wick, I think he's justified. <laughs> they killed his dog. They killed his dog, but it was like the last gift he received from his wife Mm -hmm. you know so i think that goes beyond butthurt yeah he's not just butthurt they killed his dog he's butthurt that they killed daisy yeah it was it meant more than just your dog yeah you know can't you just get a new dog no not not like that right you know and so i'm gonna say john wick was not butthurt (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, maybe you can't. You can't reduce all revenge to butthurt. Then. I guess you can't. No, it was can't. just a question. We're right. Just asking. We talked it out and figured yeah, out that you, you cannot. Can't. You can't do that. But I think certainly some cases that you might have previously considered revenge are nothing more than people <laughs> being butthurt about something that they should have gotten over. Yeah. And I think that's what you can. That's where the line is drawn. Is this person justifiably pissed off? And are their actions, do they do they balance out to the harm that's been done to them? Yeah. Well, Jason, I guess he died. So, um, if you found a way to die and come back to life. But why go after every camp counselor? Why not the camp counselors that killed you? Yeah. Because... Because... The, because... Because the other camp counselors kill his mom. So then he just wants to kill all the... She wants to kill... But I guess he could just kill the one girl. What about Jason's mom? Like, what is she doing? Just killing counselors? Because you never even... Did did she ever kill the original counselors who were supposed to be keeping watch on Jason? I don't think so. Wouldn't that be ironic? Yeah. If the original counselors that let Jason drown were like the only camp counselors at Crystal Lake who actually lived full happy lives. <laughs> Just, you know. I don't know if that's addressed, yeah. is it? No. I mean, because they shut down the camp when Jason drowns. And then I think they like open it back up or something. Yeah. You know, they open it back up and, and bring all the counselors in and Pamela's there. And she kills everybody for letting her son drown years but ago. But that, yeah, that was years prior. 
thing. It was, I believe, because I, I think the first scene of Friday the 13th in the original is like, I believe it's supposed to be in like the 50s or 60s. Yeah. And Pamela's old. Yeah. She's not like a young, you know, 30-something mother who's killing people. She's older. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But you know, that, that, uh, that series takes an interesting turn, doesn't it? That was a ballsy move to even bring Jason in, in number two. <laughs> yeah. Because you wrap things up nicely. I think we've talked about this before. Like, if they would have left Friday the 13th alone and never made any more, I think that the series might be more esteemed as far as, like, movies you consider horror movies, but they're also considered to be, like, a little classier than your average horror film. Yeah. Because it's like a one-off. It's, it's got a, an intriguing story. It's not like a typical slasher, obviously. Right. And then the mom is the killer. Yeah. Like the whole time you think it's somehow you think it's Jason the whole time. Yeah. And it's the mom. And she would have been the icon. Yeah. Over the years. Yeah. You'd know of her from Friday the 13th, Mm -hmm. not Jason. Pamela Voorhees. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, it's like, that. it would be the same as like knowing the killer from Sleepaway Camp. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Maybe it would be more along those lines, like, you had no idea about the end of Sleepaway Camp until no. you watched it, until I showed it to you. Maybe it would be like that, where people would have no idea that Pamela Voorhees was the killer, mm-hmm. except for like... People who loved the movie, people who had seen the movie, you yeah. Know? Because I think, I think the killer in Sleepaway Camp is well known, but still not necessarily broadcast, like in a convention setting. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not like toys of that character and posters of that character. And I've I mean, seen that kind of the iconic creepy picture from the end with the face, you know. And the, oh yeah. You know? I'd seen that before, but, but you, I didn't have any context for it. Right. I just knew this is from Sleepaway Camp, and then when I, you know, so I didn't figure out anything just by knowing that that was from that movie. Right. You know, it didn't give anything away, but it was, uh, it would have its iconic thing without, you know, blowing the, the ending if you didn't sit down and watch it yourself. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. I do, I mean, I do, it's been a long time since I've seen part one. I like Jason, though. I mean, as a, as a slasher, like, because if you hadn't introduced Jason, we wouldn't have Jason X. No. No, you wouldn't. I fucking love Jason <laughs> X. But is, but let's examine this. Is, uh, is Pamela butthurt? Or... I think... She, I think she's, she's like butthurt. I think she's butthurt too. Yeah. <laughs> That's butthurt. Because she waited forever. Yeah. What's she doing the whole time? Being Bil- butthurt. Building up the gumption to go and kill a bunch of camp counselors. Yeah. Like, well, at that point, your boat sailed. Yeah. Now you're being so totally. silly. Yep. Completely. And, and if it were truly a revenge movie, you know, it'd be like a gritty Charles Bronson thing where she goes 
and, and searches death out. Death wish on it. Yeah. She just puts on like a trench coat and goes into like the neighborhood and tracks down all the camp counselors from the original and just yeah. like fucking blows them away or something. Uh-huh. She wouldn't bother with inventive kill tactics and of know, a bunch of innocent camp counselors. Yeah. People that never knew her son. Yeah. Like what if they were all very responsible kids too? And they yeah. plan on keeping close watch on all the kids at that camp. I mean, camp. one of them could have cured cancer. It could have. <laughs> but she just had to go kill him. Yeah. Kevin Bacon? I know. Come on. I'm wearing Kevin Bacon shorts right now. You are. His uh, his death is pretty gnarly. The fucking Arrow? Thing. Yeah. The, the arrow that just like comes out yeah. of his neck? That yeah. is super awesome. Yeah. It's really good. Ugh. So, maybe the next Friday the 13th movie should feature Jason wearing the NES costume. How would that be? You already did Jason X, so what if he came out of the game into the real world? That'd be fucking dope. Jason Jason (laughs) (laughs) 8-bit. Too bad. I already have Jason 8. Yeah. Fuck yeah, it. That is too bad. Just fuck it. Who cares? Yeah. Jason eight bit. Jason eight was uh Jason Taste Manhattan anyways, and I don't yeah. I don't like that one. I mean the big scene everyone remembers, I think, is the one where he like punches the guy's head off. Yeah. But that it guy is. kicks the shit out of him for a minute. For a minute, yeah, and then he just punches his head off. And then at the very That was that was I don't know. Go ahead. At the very end of the movie when he's down in the sewers and like his mask comes off mm-hmm. and then he like he drowns again. Yeah. You know, that's I that's a little bit more that's a little iconic too cuz his mask doesn't come off in every movie. No. So it was only like 8 and it was it was after like 5 or 6 where he got the axe to the face, you know, so he had a big axe mm-hmm. scar on his face and everything and he didn't have an eye at that point. So, oh, because of, maybe it's part five where he, like, gets a machete in the eye, mm-hmm. and then part six, he gets an axe to the face and everything, so his mask comes off in eight, and you get to see all the damage and all that. Which one was it where, uh, I think he's brought back to life via lightning strike. Uh, five. Was that five? New beginning. Because I remember thinking it was so so hilarious watching it with my friend in, like, elementary school. And I remember a, there's, like, a, a bum who's, like, drinking yeah. near that area. And he's, like, taking the last swig of his, his whiskey or whatever. And he says, like, you're gonna be the death of me! <laughs> and, like, and he throws it, and then Jason gets the bottle and fucking kills him oh with it. God. And I remember thinking, just... We rewound that part over and over again, just dying laughing. <laughs> just, uh, That's it's the, the fun of horror movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, when you're, when you mentioned Jason X, this has just turned into like the Jason podcast. It has, but you know what? That's okay because once again, we didn't watch He-Man, yeah. but it's my fault this week because I don't have internet at my grandma's. I've been watching... She-Ra. Really? Lazarus. Are you familiar with? I know that? of She-Ra. Okay. She, she's just like female He-Man. Pretty much, yeah. 
same but, universe or is it a completely different like character? He uh, He Man goes through a portal into another universe and he's like carrying a sword that he has to find like the champion of this sword you know and okay. give it to her because she's going to be the hero of this like he's the place. hero of eternia and yeah. she's going to be the hero of blah, blah, yeah. wherever she's from yeah and so he he has to track her down and she gets that sword from he-man it looks exactly like his of course it does and then she becomes the she- hero and she runs but yeah, it's fun. We should watch some of those too. Yeah. Anyway, um, Jason X. Something I've always thought about horror characters, horror villains. Like at the end of Chucky, Child's Play. At the end of uh, Friday the 13th. At the end of any Halloween movie. You know that some people are in on what actually happened. Right? Yeah. You'd have to assume that some high-level people would be informed, by the way, this person isn't really just a person. They, like, come back to life and shit, so (laughs) what should we do with this body, Uh you know? Well, one, I always had the thought, just make, like, a fucking plexiglass cube that's, like, you know five feet thick on all sides and just put them in there and seal it and put them in a warehouse somewhere yeah what what would chucky do he can't get out you know (laughs) or or with any of them and that is what cabin in the woods did correctly yeah remember they've got that one scene you see all of these boxes yeah Uh that's your that's the answer and that's what they should have done with jason not just freeze him in this facility, you know, put it inside of something that literally you'd have to like cut open with some sort of instrument. Yeah. That'd be so durable that like an earthquake could happen and could fall down into a fucking, you know, volcano. Yeah. He still wouldn't. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what people are doing there. Yeah, even in Jason X, he's just, like, at the beginning, he's just standing there with a chain around his neck. Yeah. Like, he's not even... I think maybe his arms are probably restrained, too, but he's just, like, on chains. Yeah. And they're like, we have to freeze him. Yeah. That is silly. But that would... That would stop just about anyone but Freddy. Right, because he comes in your dreams. Yeah. But if you pulled him out... And put him in there... That would have been one way, because they did that. They brought him out of dreams. Yeah, they always pull him out of the dreams in the in the movies. Which I thought was the coolest thing when I was that a kid. That is dope. <laughs> it's super cool. I loved Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, when I was a kid. I have to... It's been a while since I've seen it. Was that the... That one's in 3D, isn't it? Or the end of it is? I don't know. I'm not sure. I think it I is, because just... I have a box set of all the movies, and uh, it that one comes with 3d glasses and there's a little like put your 3d glasses on now (laughs) at the very end it's the one where uh let's see alice cooper's in it oh yeah roseanne and tom arnold are in it (laughs) for one at one point um it's got the really sweet sequence with breck and meyer when he falls asleep he's like the stoner guy Uh and he goes inside the nintendo game oh okay and freddy's like playing 
his yeah. character and he like fucking makes him jump into a like a ceiling and he's like bashing his head in, you know? <laughs> then he comes up against Freddy in like a boss fight uh-huh. and it looks like an NES game. I just thought that was really cool when I was That's a kid. Cool. The comic book one in yeah. Freddy I think five. Mm-hmm. No, five four or five. One of yeah, I know what you're talking about though. But that the was comic book cool. Freddy is really sweet too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jason only goes through. I mean, he has like a different mask, but unfortunately, his costume kind of stays the same. Just it's very Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. I do like. I will say, um, I give credit to the Friday the Thirteenth series for the fact that like across different directors and different actors playing Jason, and you know all that kind of stuff, they kept Jason's like physical appearance deteriorates throughout the films. Yeah. And it's it's really interesting. Like, his costume, like, you can imagine that it's the same one that he was wearing in part two. Yeah. And that it's just been torn and muddy, you know, muddy and wet, you know, mm-hmm. for, like, however many years. And, you know, finding it, getting a different mask and thing is kind of a different story. But, yeah. like, at least his, like, body and his clothes kind of wear this weathered, you know continuously weathered look to them which I think is cool for the series yeah but he's he's butthurt yeah he's just butthurt though so is Pamela and they're taking their frustrations out on on people who have nothing to do with uh with their problems do you think Cropsy from The Burning is butthurt I've never seen The Burning need to watch it though it's so good I love The Burning it's better than Friday the 13th a lot of things are better than Friday the 13th but Michael Myers you know I don't even know if he's butthurt cause he's just fucking insane right yeah he's just insane. he had no reason to kill yeah. his sister he just did it yeah so there's he gets out I feel like that's more of just a it's just uh, an urge yeah. of Michael Myers to just kill people for no real apparent reason. Well, and that, and that was the point, too. John Carpenter wanted to make him, like, this unstoppable force of evil. Yeah. So, yeah, Myers doesn't have any motive. He doesn't have any reason. He I feel like to be it. butthurt, you have to have some motive. Yeah. Jason Voorhees probably would never have killed anyone had he not drowned in a lake. <laughs> True. And Pamela wouldn't have done so. If had her uh, son not drowned. Yeah. I agree. But I feel like that exposes some character flaws. Mm-hmm. You know? If you're a parent and your child drowns in a lake and you start killing everyone who works at a summer camp, then I think you're the problem. <laughs> you're the problem now. You you're got the problem, some, Pamela. You got some shit to sort out, Pamela. And then your son keeps a strange little shrine with your head and uh you know there's supposed to be the guy that owns the original prop head from part two is supposed to be making 3d scans of it so that they can make replicas oh of the prop i saw that on facebook the other day would you buy one yeah probably Mm-hmm. Again, not I'm not like the biggest Friday the 13th fan or anything, but 
I love Jason X. I love the older ones, but uh, I think that would just be a cool thing. Yeah. To have in your collection, just a replica of the Pamela Voorhees head. Yeah. That'd be that'd be pretty neat. Where'd you get these socks you're wearing? Bender's Pac- wearing some nice socks today. Thanks. Yeah. Paxson, my mom got them for me oh. a while back. They uh, they look like uh, they're inspired by like Atari graphics. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, you see Atari's got a new system coming out? I did, and it's still got fucking wood paneling on That's it. That's awesome. It's pretty cool. It's supposed to oh, no. It's supposed to support classic and new new games. Yeah, I think it's going to be somewhat like a Steam box. So, so I didn't yeah, okay, I didn't read anything about it. Mm-hmm. So is it going to be yeah, like an internet based thing where you can play PlayStation or Xbox games that are on Steam type sort of thing, or will it all be Atari produced? Like I don't know, they haven't announced like many details yet. It's just like, so, hey, we're making this. Yeah. Isn't there like a a Sega coming out too? Um, there's some, there's I like, heard a while back that Sega was interested in getting back into the console uh, arena. So, yeah. man, I think that'd be good, though. I know some people, like, I don't know. I can see both sides of it, where a lot of people wish that the big three would just get together and make one console that would have, just like... games. You just, just release games. games. Yeah. Kind of like the way it is on PC. Right. If you have a computer, you can play anything that comes out. It doesn't matter if you have a fucking Dell or, you know, yeah. whatever shit. You just play shit. it. Yeah. You, you build your it. own. You can play PC games on a PC. That's it. But, you know, then again, I don't know. It's And there's not really much logic to it. I just like, I, I don't know, I kind of like that competition. And I like I the too. I like the exclusives. I like knowing there's a new Sony system coming out, or there's a new Microsoft or a new Nintendo system because they each almost they've got their own identities. I think that's what I like. Yeah, even though oh, it, co- it costs more money over time, you know, to track down all the different systems, but you know that with each one they specialize in something. So if they became just like this one group then I feel like certain things would have to be sacrificed. Yeah. And and you might lose some of the vision that made each individual company what they are. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, like, when you look at, and these, are, these might be bad examples, but they're definitely popular examples, so at least give me, you have to give me that. You look at Xbox exclusives, and it's like Halo, Gears of War, uh, at first, Titanfall, mm-hmm. and then, and you know, there's like a common thread in mm-hmm. those in those games. Yeah, and then you look f- at PlayStation's exclusives, and it's like The Last of Us, Uncharted, you know, Shadow of the Colossus. There's just I feel like there is. There's an identity. There are great exclusives on Xbox, but for myself personally, I think Sony is more open to having exclusives that are 
not necessarily your traditional type of game. Mm-hmm. And that's that would exclude like Last of Us and Uncharted because they play very much like other games. The stories are exceptional. Yeah. But they are semi-generic in their like playstyle. So I'm talking about like um Ico and Shadow of the Colossus and The Last Guardian, which I know are all made by the same people. Mm-hmm. I know. But they offer a unique experience and I don't know of too much that's on Xbox that really kind of pushes into like the art form of gaming. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, as far as Sony goes on top of that stuff, like even though they're not exclusive anymore, like that's where the Metal Gear series grew up. Yeah. And yes, I know the original two were on the Nintendo, Nintendo, much like the original Final Fantasy games were on Nintendo, but I feel like they found their footing and became like cultural phenomenons when they went to Sony. Yeah. And and Sony has that type of thing, which I think you can throw Metal Gear, Final Fantasy in with those Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts the same way. Yeah. It's it's that that kind of it's got a Japanese flavor to it, you know, in that sense of those games anyway. That's what you find with that's what you get with Sony versus what you get with Microsoft because obviously Microsoft is like American based. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not again, not to bash Microsoft at all cuz like if I ever have extra money lying around, I will fucking buy an Xbox One. Well, they uh, yeah, they offer something different. They offer something different. Yeah, but I just that some people are totally into. Right. You know, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. I like that that's there because I like some of that stuff. Admittedly, um you know, I feel like I use my Xbox One the least out of my consoles I have. Uh, but, you know, but even Nintendo, being another Japanese company, offers a different flavor than you get with Sony. Mm-hmm. It's generally a, a bit more vibrant and, and childlike, yeah. you know? There's a sense of, like, wonder and awe. Yeah. Like, you can, like, they're, like... Develop, Nintendo developers are reaching so far into their own imaginations. And it reminds you, playing games as a little kid. Yeah, always. Like, no matter how good an adult the game might be, like Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. you still just feel like a kid when you're playing it. Right, because even though there are objectives and there are certain things you're trying to do... And it's hard as fuck. Yeah, it is. It's still... It pulls you along with that sense of like, yeah, I know there's stuff to do, but maybe I'll get around to it and maybe I won't. Uh-huh. Maybe I'll just wander over here because this is intriguing to me right now. I want to know what's behind those mountains, you know, or what's in this cave over here in a way that's different than when you're playing Skyrim or something, you know? Yeah. It's just, there's a different quality to it. Like you said, there's more, it's, it's awe and wonder and really, you're wondering, what is this world about? What, uh-huh. what can I explore here? What can I find? So, that's that's why I would kind of hope that they always stay separate. And maybe it would be good to have some other companies get in the mix. Because you know that those three aren't offering everything. Right. And Soul Calibur started on the Dreamcast. Yeah. So, you know... 
I'm sure there are other there are other things, other niches to be explored and to really be um, expanded upon and uh, and mastered. So with uh, with the internet and you know people being able to advertise for much cheaper than they would have 15 years ago, maybe you know Atari and Sega can find some sort of niche market mm-hmm. and get back in the game and offer another alternative. Yeah. You know, and really be interesting. I hear, you know, one of the other arguments is like, well, how do you expect me to afford all these? It's like, well, I don't. Yeah. You don't have to afford all of them. No one said you had to. Pick one. Yeah. Or pick none, you know, or save up. I've heard people say that too. It's like, you know, when like a new console comes out and I'll see people post on Reddit or Facebook and they, they show like their haul that they got from the, the release day. And people will say things like, must be nice to be rich and all this shit. And it's like, fuck you. You know, you don't know. This person might have a shit job. And what they've done is they've been putting aside $10 a week for the past two years. Yeah. So that when the next thing comes out, here's my console fund that I've been building. So it's no sweat off my back when I right. have to throw this down, you know? I met a guy one time at Horror Hound that said... That he was a pizza delivery guy, and like all he fucking did was just deliver pizza and save up money to go to conventions, and he would fly out to LA like a couple times a year. And who knows if I can believe the man, but he said, you know, we talked for hours because we were in line together. And he talked about how he, like, knows Quentin Tarantino, and he's, like, stayed at his house, and, like, he, you know, he met this guy, and he knows this guy, and he, you know, I still have never seen this movie, but he told me about this movie called Tag the Assassination Game, and it's directed by the guy that played Michael Myers, Nick Castle, and Nick Castle also was in or directed The Last Starfighter, I think. Oh. Something like that, but, like, we talked, you know, he just talked about all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, he was a pizza delivery guy. He was just, like, and he was, like, in his 30s or 40s. He's like, this is all I do. I just, like, deliver pizzas and save up my money and then just come to conventions and buy all kinds of horror shit and then fly to L.A. a couple times a year and hang out with celebrities. I mean, it's not unreasonable. No, I don't think so. If you're not blowing your money on other shit. If you go to like two conventions a year, yeah. like if he, if he went to Horror Hound and he went to Cincinnati Horror Hound and Indianapolis Horror Hound, mm-hmm. and then in between Horror Hound, which is March and September, yeah, flies out to LA in, you know, July, late June, early July, and December, January, that's when he goes to L.A. There you go. That's it right there. I mean, if you're a single single dude living in, you know, an affordable apartment and you don't have other expenses, maybe he's got a a car that's paid off that's good on gas. Uh Delivering pizzas, depending on where he is, you know, and, and how long he's been there. He might have people who order every week. As, because that's another thing is in that type of job, if people get used to seeing you, then I think your your tips go up a little right. bit because 
you become, you build a relationship with these people and they're more inclined to help you out. And if you're putting that money to the side, why not? Yep. You know, but I think it's tough for people to wrap their heads around because so many people are used to just blowing their money on the first thing that they see and then they wonder why they don't have any to buy the things they actually want. Yeah. So we have no, you have no regimen, you have no spending discipline. So then when the things that come up that you actually want are in front of you, you get resentful and pissy about it because you can't buy them. Right. It's like, well, where else has your money been going? Yeah. So, I don't know. The, that that shit pisses me off. I know that's how I feel about like Mondo stuff though. Mm-hmm. But I want to start saving money. Yeah. So that when Mondo stuff gets released, mm-hmm. if I really want it, I can buy it. Yeah. Let, so f- for a while now, I haven't seen anything where I'm just like, oh my god, you yeah. know? But every now and again, you know, uh, Mondo will, just, will do something and mm-hmm. I'm just like, holy fuck. It's well, so I know that that's, I've been in that position before, you know, but I don't, that's my thing is I don't get resentful about it. Right. Because I know it's my fault. Uh-huh. It's like, I, I could, just, go I was going to say, I, you can put away 10% of your check, no problem, really, if you think about it, you know, it's like, okay, well, my check was whatever, $500. You don't want to do it. Because you think of all these other instant things you'd rather spend money on, but it's like, I can you take ten percent that's fifty bucks and just put it to the side, and do that over a course of a year, you've got this fucking stash that, like you said, then something for seventy five dollars, some little piece of memorabilia comes up, you're like, oh, no problem, yeah, I'll just take that out of this fund. And it's going to get replenished in a few weeks because you're not spending out of that fund every every day or right. anything, you know? It's just about d- being disciplined. Yeah. Like, I just saw an uh, image posted on Facebook yesterday. They were like, have you participated in the Saga sale? And I was like, what Saga sale? <laughs> and I went, and it's just like on Amazon, like, all the graphic, all the novels and stuff are on sale, mm-hmm. and they have the second hardcover, which I don't have, for, like, 55% off or something, it's, like, $26, and then if you use a code, you can, like, save probably, like, another 10%, like, maybe shipping or something like that. Yeah. Uh, even though it was listed at free shipping, mm. so, you know, I might have been able to get it for, like, 20 bucks or something, mm-hmm. and I was just, like... I just spent $20 on these three movies. Yeah. And I was like, I, well, oh well, I'll just wait. Look, Barnes & Noble normally has it listed for on online for below cover price. Mm-hmm. Normally. But I saw that online. I was just like, <sighs> I also just ordered the thing, you know, Blu-ray. So I was like, nope. You know what Kyle used to do that I always thought was slightly ingenious is he would, I'd see so many things when I go over to his house, because, you know, when we were in high school, or... He has more action figures than, like... Oh, I know. Anybody I know. Action figures, DVDs, at that point, you know, but I would go over to his his house, and, you know, we didn't have really shit else to spend money on, so it was, like, all this stuff. Yeah. 
and I would see all these movies stacked up that he would leave in the wrap until he watched them and then save the receipt. So then if something else came up, you know, that he needed money for, well, I have 30 days. I bought this, but until I really feel like watching it, I'm going to leave it in the box or leave it wrapped so Uh I can take it back and get my money back for this other thing that really interests me, Hmm. you know? It's a good strategy. I think that there's, uh, there's the temptation to unwrap something as soon as you buy it. But if it's, like I I said, the temptation is strong. I get in the fucking car and I unwrap shit. I know. If you're going to, well, I think CDs or something, you want to listen to it right now. Yeah. But if you're talking about a movie or something, it's really kind of a good, a good plan. You just put it in the corner right here. And then you keep your receipt with it. And then if you see something online or some shit and it's like, I really want this, but I spent $50. Oh, I would rather have this more than that. Well, I'll take that back tomorrow and I'll get my money back and then I'll just buy this. So maybe that's something to keep in mind. Um, Yes, that is true. I also, I've got, I bought, uh, I've, I've received five Screen Factory titles mm-hmm. in the last like three days, and uh, two of them I spent like less than ten dollars on total, mm. though. So I agree with that strategy. That's like an amazing strategy. I also am like. A super collector, though, and I'm just like, I don't really... If I'm going to buy it, like, it's mine. Yeah. That's not to say that I haven't gone to buybacks and are taking things here and there. You know, when I I got that Dead Alive Mm Blu-ray, I took a bunch of shit in to knock the price down. Uh, But... What it can do is lessen the sting of a possible impulse buy. Yeah. Where maybe a few days later, you're like... I bought this thing in the moment, but now that I'm looking at it and it's still wrapped, I'm kind of like, am I, I really, really don't watch want this? it. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, it's how like, many times am I going to watch it once and then just like wish that I had that money as opposed to, you know, having oh. this thing sitting on my shelf? Yeah. Would I rather something else be in that spot? And if so, well, then maybe I can get rid of this in exchange for that yeah. or at least put three quarters of the price that I get from this towards that thing. Yeah. I'd have to, that would work very well with like stuff you buy at Walmart or Mm -hmm. FYE maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Because unfortunately, like again, in in my case, a lot of the Blu-rays, especially horror, you know, I get them all online. So it's like, that's a hassle. It's a real hassle to send something back and get your money. And sometimes, you know, it's like, you might not get all your money or you, you you get all your money back, but then you have to pay to ship the thing back to them. And Mm -hmm. it's a big, big hassle. So, I mean, I get a lot of stuff online. Why don't you, uh, why don't you wrap us up here? Because we're almost in an hour. Oh, yeah. This one flew by. Yeah. So, 
I was just I earlier though I was gonna say we were talking about you know everybody being butthurt and I was mm-hmm. just gonna say I am literally butthurt right now. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Yeah. You got your butt tatted up. I got my butt tatted up with some. I imagery. yeah like I just I love talking about it mm-hmm. because it's so funny. But I just want all of you guys to know that Nick's wife tattooed my whole butt the yeah. other day the whole thing she spent the whole day touching your butt the, yep tatting yep. it up at one point when she was putting the stencil on we we it just had to happen i had to literally like take my pants like basically all the way down mm-hmm. i was just standing there naked just covering up i did i had yeah. to i had to cup yeah you know but i had her and ivy Ivy yeah. helped put the stencil on, so... Oh, you, she also shaved my butt, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, your wife shaved my butt the other day. Well, now we're family. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> if we weren't before... Yep. You know. And they were just like... They, like, they did my like back and got the stock on there. Yeah. And then she was just like, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, here we go. And then... She, Jesse did the right cheek and Ivy did the left cheek and I was just like I was like this is happening this is happening right now how many of you listening can say that you're in the club that uh, is made up of only people who have had their ass shaved by their friend's wife yeah you know not many of you nope not many of you that is a unique circumstance it is it's a very exclusive club it is a very exclusive club but it was, you know, of course, it was all fine and professional. And Jesse and I have been friends for years. Yeah. So there's nothing, nothing weird. It's just like, <laughs> just, uh, that was just what was happening that day. Yep. But I love it. It's so good. Oh my God. Well, we'll be, uh, we'll go ahead and, uh, shave your asses out of here. <laughs> the intro and, or outro, sorry. And, uh, thanks for listening. That was another show. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for watching. (laughs) Thank you very much for watching. And uh, we'll be back next week. More beer me, more talk. Hopefully, we're going to talk about Super, or not Super, He Man. We're going to talk about He Man next week. Well, yeah, we'll see. We'll probably have to like hang out and actually watch them together. Yeah, we'll watch them together. We'll do. I'm not going to get internet till I get paid again, which is not till next Friday. We'll make a thing out of it. Make a thing. Until then, SuperDivorceMe.com, your one-stop shop for all your super divorce needs. It's our mother base. It's our it's our launching pad. Uh, Sign up for our email list while you're there and get three. Full songs from our upcoming album that we haven't even officially announced yet. So it's very, very exclusive. Believe me. Yep. Um, and then uh, follow me. Or Sorry, sorry, sorry. I got ahead of myself. Um, Twitter, at Super Divorce. Uh, Snapchat, Super Divorce. And Instagram, at Super Divorce Band. If you would like to follow me on social media, just look up Nicholas Villars. And if you want to follow me on social media, you can find me on Instagram at BenderButt. And that's about it, y'all. So thanks for uh, watching, and uh, we'll see you next time. Enjoy your week, chefs. Super divorce. <laughs>